I don't know. Before we get started, you guys want anything to eat or anything, or you don't want any like vagina rice? No. <laughs> no. no. Breast milk? You sure? I mean, maybe. Do you put the breast milk in the vagina rice? Though? <laughs> That's what I was really curious about. Garnished, garnished yeah. with centipedes. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Customers Also Watched. I'm Erica, and if you're new to this podcast, each episode my guests and I discuss a movie currently available for free on Amazon Prime, picked by me from the Customers Also Watch list of the previous episode's film. You can think of it kind of like a video store on your laptop where you can only choose the movie based on the box. After we discuss the movie, we rate it on a five-point scale, love it, recommend it, leave it, remake it, or kill it with fire. So before I introduce my guests for this week, I'd like to give a couple of shout-outs. Um, first to Chaos from They Mostly Podcast at Night, and also to Shad from the Jump Scare podcast for their kind reviews of customers also watched on iTunes. You can check out their podcasts on iTunes as well, or any other podcatcher. Okay, so my guests for this week are Mike and Vinny from the podcast A Real Education the Musical. I got it right this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so last time I was like, the Real Education. <laughs> so Mike was here for an early episode. For a real rough episode. For, that was rough. Um, but happy to have you here for this one, yeah. Vinny. Um, Glad to be here. So basically, I was, I was just happy to have a movie I liked. <laughs> That's a good start. It like, is a good start. I put it on in five minutes and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> You're like, I never know what Eric is going to throw at right. me. So yeah, I actually, I asked Mike and I'll ask him to ask Vinny to come on for this one because I ignorantly thought this was a Kung Fu movie, but I mean, not justifiably so because of, because of you know, the information. Literally everyone that's involved too. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Well, and I feel like when you told me what the movie was, and I went and searched it, the first thing that came up was Kung Fu Horror. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, with those words, I was like, yes, I'm in. Right. Um, but it's definitely not Kung Fu. Right. There's a kick in it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> he wrestles a dog. Oh, yeah. That poor doggy. I was that like... That dog looked happy to be there, though. He I mean, did. He looked... The he, whole time. Longest tongue ever. Yeah. I was... Yeah, I was very worried about the dog wrestling scene because I was like, if that dog gets hurt in any way, shape, or form, I'm going to be really mad. Right. And the re So the reason I asked Mike and, and Vinny for this is because I know that they're fans of the genre. We, uh, All three of us last year were at the Alamo Drafthouse Ninja Pendants Day double yeah, feature. Yeah, that was amazing. That was fantastic. <laughs> and so I knew like this would be a good uh, good pick for you guys. So. What was yeah? What was the name of the? I mean, I know American Ninja Two is always a, yeah. a solid choice, but it was like Dragon Force. Dragon Force, I think it was Power called. Power Force. It, was some, it has like two different names. It's on I think YouTube. It's either Power yeah. Force if or Dragon Force. We can find the Force. name. I highly recommend everyone watch it because yes. it is amazing. Have your own Ninja Pendants Day double feature, you guys. <laughs> watch the first three minutes, and if you don't love everything that's happening, I don't want to know you. Yeah. <laughs> You're dead exactly. To me. <laughs> it's fantastic. So this is a pretty big departure from the last movie that I watched, and I was kind of surprised it showed up. So Emily and Neil, and you know them. I just from listened to that Fantastic episode on the way Fest. over here, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they uh, were my guests for Blood and Black Lace, and from the customers also watch list, I picked today's movie, which is 1975's Black Magic. 
I didn't realize that this was off the back of Blood and Black Lace, yeah. and that makes this even better. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's so weird. That makes no sense. <laughs> None at all. Yeah. I gotta love the uh, prime algorithm sometimes. Mm-hmm. So normally I would insert a trailer for the movie right here, but there is no English trailer for this movie. So I don't know what to put in this part right now. Mike, do you want to eat some centipedes and oatmeal? <laughs> Just casually, like it's not a thing. Yeah. And then someone can come stab me in the back with a bamboo <laughs> as worms fall out of me. Oh, God. <laughs> that, that was the only part that semi-made me cringe just a little bit. But So, yeah, no trailer here for you, but we will have an audio clip of um, part of the film a little bit later. But we still do want to give you a drinking game for the film. Um, so I have a couple thoughts. Did you guys have anything? I have one. I think Vinny might have one, <laughs> I definitely too. have one. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you give yours? Uh, I mean, one rule should be any time. Uh, I don't know his. I don't even know his name in the movie. But all uh, of my notes just have him listed as fuckboy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the guy who shows up, like who gets his car windows smashed. Yeah. Um, anytime he changes outfits, drink. Okay. I t- I tallied how many different outfits he wears in this movie. Oh gosh. And considering that he isn't in the entire film. Yeah. He changes clothes eight times. Huh. <laughs> Wow. It's a lot. Like every, every time, he, time he's on screen, he's in a different outfit. Okay. Just about. That's where the whole budget went, is to his wardrobe. Yeah. All of those <laughs> and nice all of his shirts are oh, like, yeah. they're very 70s and yeah. very rad. Yeah. I like that one. Uh, mine was anytime they make the black magic music, um, <laughs> okay. which I was trying to remember how it goes on the way over here, and I just ended up doing the Jaws music. Yeah. But I think it's like, Wah, 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 wah. Something like that, right? Oh, yeah, the the noise itself. The dick doll music, yeah. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's what it was. It happens a lot. That's a a good one, too. Yeah, so Mike wants to kill you with alcohol poisoning. (laughs) Uh, I say mine, you know, there's just, there's eight drinks. Eight drinks is good. That's a good solid number. Mine was uh, anytime you see a a snake or an insect, but I think I might be trying to kill you. (laughs) Now that I think about it. Maybe don't Um, combine all of those rules. Um... (laughs) Yeah, don't combine all those. Pick one <laughs> and go with it, depending on how your day is going. <laughs> were those snakes real? I mean, I know some of them were. I was gonna say some of them definitely were. But the ones but... that like he like he grabbed and was the other one he was beating with the stick. I was like, God, just go around it. <laughs> Fucking stop yeah. antagonizing it. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I have no idea if those were real or not. Okay. If they were fake, they were very good fakes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Like surprisingly higher. Yeah. I was like, surprisingly higher effects than anything else in the movie if they were real. Sure. Okay. I don't know. So before we uh, get started, obviously we want to let you know we're going to be spoiling the movie. I'm pretty sure no one listening has seen this movie uh, unless you're trolling around Amazon Prime like I am. Uh, It only has about 600 views on Letterboxd, which is more than some of the movies I watch, but still. But also, you should go watch it because it's fun. Yeah, it's yeah, it's awesome. a great. It's I watched a great it ninety minutes. So I watched it two days in a row. Like yeah. I watched it. One, I was gonna go watch it with Vinny, and then I ended up having time the day before, and I watched it, and then I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go watch it again because this movie <laughs> rules." <laughs> <laughs> so before we get started in like talking about it, I did make a chart to keep track of everyone and all the spells. <laughs> oh, good. So you called. I called him mustache, but you called him fuckboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that works too. I feel like either one gets straight to the point. Yeah. I think they do too. So then we've got. So we've got mustache or fuckboy. Uh, Mrs. Chow. Is it Zulo or Zuno? I think the, it's, the, it's like the, Zoo. It's Zoo, like X U something. Right. But yeah. I just yeah. I was spelling they had it spelled, and I had the subtitles on for one of my viewings, okay. and they spelled it like Zuno, but okay. I never heard an N sound in it, yeah. so I okay. have no idea. All right. 
I'm just... We'll call him Zulo. Okay. And then we got the bride. Yes. Then we got the magician and then the teacher. So if they ask for a love spell, that's a green line. So mustache asks magician for a love spell for Mrs. Chow. Mrs. Chow asks magician for a love spell for Zulo. He casts a spell. He casts one against mustache, but we find out that he didn't ask for that one. Magician casts a spell for Mrs. Chow for him. One for Zulo for her. And then a death spell for the bride when Mrs. Chow asks for that, because that's a black line. And then counter spell from the teacher for Zulo and the bride. I think I got all of them. I think so. I, yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a minute, but yeah. yeah. Putting it all in writing actually def- definitely helps clarify some of it. <laughs> what spells they were casting and when, less less uh, clear. But. Yes. <laughs> there should be a whole bunch of lines between the magician and the teacher, because yeah. they're just like casting spells at like, each other like the whole time. Like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll... Uh, Maybe take a picture of that and put it up for anybody who does choose to read. Here's how to keep track of it. So, all right. So, getting into some of the specifics of the film. So, I didn't know this going into it, and I'll be honest, it's a little bit of a blind spot for me as far as movies movies go. But this was produced by the Shaw Brothers, and I know Vinny, you're pretty familiar with a lot of. Yeah, I mean, much more so uh, than most. I mean, like I like I was saying before we started, like the Shaw Brothers from the 50s until like the early 2000s have about a thousand films in their catalog. Uh, and in the, at the height in the 70s when, when this one was made, they were averaging about 12 to 15 movies a year. So didn't were, we look up how many movies they yeah, did this, this year? In this same year, in 75, when they made Black Magic, the first one, um, which there is a sequel, I guess we'll talk, we can talk yeah. about that later. We haven't <laughs> seen it yet. But in 75, when this was made, it was one of 15 films that the Shaw Brothers produced. Um yeah, I mean, they were just prolific in that way. Like, not all the movies are great. Some of them are just downright unwatchable, but they were just cranking them out. Yeah. And they had a lot of, like, it was three, you know, the Shaw Brothers, it was three brothers that would write, produce, and direct in some capacity and kind of interchangeably. Yeah. Um, this one, I think, was, was it Run Run? I think this is Run May or something. Run May, yeah. yeah. Um, so one of the three brothers. But, like, they had a, a stable of directors that they would just kind of call on and just, like, whoever was available would kind of be like, well, here's a script, do something with the script. And yeah. so like a lot of the actors are, are interchangeable. Um, mustache fuckboy, uh, His name is low Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably most famous for starring in the Shaw brothers film King boxer. Okay. Um, that one is readily available on like, per, like purchasable DVD and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's on Amazon as well. Yeah. Um, and then the other guy, the, uh, Zulo, uh, he was the, the star in uh, The Sentimental Swordsman, which is another one where, like, the first one starred him. Then there were a bunch of sequels that kind of related to the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most movie, most of their movies would, like, the titles would be similar yeah. and would suggest sequels. But very rarely did they, like, connect or, like, have any, like, meaningful, like, depth to them. Other than just, like, it would be The Sentimental Swordsman and then The Return of The Sentimental Swordsman. But it might not even be the same person playing him both times. Okay. So, All right. um, well, it sounds like they make more movies than Nick Cage does in a year these days. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think the guy that played Zula, it's like Lu Ting or something like that. Yeah, is his uh, name. I wrote it down. Um, he he, he was T Lung. T Lung. Yeah, that was it. Uh, he is actually like an action like kung fu star. He seems like it. Yeah. Um, so I mean, so is Lo Lee. Yeah, the yeah, mustache, yeah. Like, in so that's why, movies. like, again, with all the people involved, that if you just tell me, oh, it's a Shaw Brothers movie starring these two guys, I'd be like, yeah. So obviously they're gonna like punch things right. and yeah. like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Le- very little. Not punching. at all. There. I think we talked about it. There is 
a kick to the face, and it's not even one of the guys doing it. It's the it's Mrs. Chow. Yeah, kicks, and then there's like yeah, and then the fight, the, the one face. fight scene yeah. that I'm going to put in very heavy air quotes <laughs> is not a kung fu scene at all. Yeah, but so. it rules. Oh, it's amazing, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I, yeah. The so when I saw, it, I was like, oh, okay, Shaw Brothers. Uh, my point of reference for it is Five Deadly Venoms, mm-hmm. 38th, 36th, or 36, 36 Chamber Shaolin, <laughs> yeah, um, and Crippled Avengers. Yeah, and I own, you know, Lowly's actually in Thirty Six Chamber as well. Like okay, a, a bit part, but like, so that's what I mean. Like, a lot of these guys are just all over the place in these movies. Yeah, and so like, they're villains sometimes. They're heroes. Like, they can be, they can swap roles in like sequential films sometimes yeah. in like ways that just don't make sense. Okay, but has Alamo ever done like an all day Shaw Brothers thing? They absolutely should if they have. I don't think they've done like a marathon, but they are like I've been to the Alamo a couple times this week, and they keep teasing like that they're going to have some sort of like Shaw Vision kind of thing where they're going to just show a bunch of them because Agfa I think is recently yeah. like restored. They teamed up nice. to help like restore yeah. some of the, okay. the the more prominent ones and yeah they've been teasing for a long time that they're going to release yeah. those theatrically. Or Shaw Scope I think is what they're yeah. calling yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. Agfa yeah, is like my hero this month because <laughs> what like Bad Black thank oh you God. also for yeah. telling me about that I'm so fucking excited I for that. I super pumped. We yeah. saw it already and it's amazing and I'm so happy like you and Chris are coming. We have a couple of other friends yeah. coming. I'm trying to get like everybody there because it's it's a rowdy ass movie. Yeah. It's gonna be so fun. <laughs> I can't fucking wait. I'm so excited for that. Uh, okay, so back to Black Magic. Uh, I'm not gonna try to pronounce any of these names because it's not like there's gonna be any familiarity if I say them. So the plot: we have an evil magician who is making money by charging people to cast deadly or love spells um, on objects of their either desire or hate, whatever it may be. So I have a question before we start talking about this. (laughs) If he is able to cast all these spells, whatever they may be, is he only able to cast these very specific spells? Because if he's charging all this money, why the fuck can't he just like cast a spell and get himself some money and live in a nice house (laughs) like Mrs. Chow? Yeah, I was kind of confused because it's pretty near the beginning when, when someone, I guess when Mrs. Chow... I forget who asks him, but he basically is like, oh, yeah, it's my specialty. But it, it's like it's made to sound as if he has this whole like stable of spells he can use. Right. But then he only ever has the one that he actually, well, I guess the two that he actually does. Yeah. But I also, they might not have thought I've, that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the rules it. of I'm how overthinking it. the rules of how the magic work in this are very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you like stop to think about it, because there's because well, it seemed like the love spell they're done a little differently each time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but kind of the same. Like like the the love spell that or the love spell he tells Mustache he's going to cast yeah. is actually a death spell, but it like might as well have been <clears throat> the same ingredients in generally the same way. I guess he just yeah. left one of the ingredients out. Well, he Which changed... made it a death spell. Yeah, he didn't have her put the finger underneath. Oh the, yeah, uh, <laughs> that was not a finger. That was not a finger. That was something else. That was a dildo. <laughs> Gross. Oh boy. Okay, so let's get into some black magic. Yeah. <laughs> it starts off right off the bat, and here's the first thing that I, after watching this movie twice. The one thing that I noticed, and I'm I'm sure this is probably very typical of Shaw, um, Shaw Brothers movies, is that they don't fuck around with, like, people m- moving from place to place. Like, it's just like, 
we have this scene and then we cut to this scene. Yeah. Like there, you don't show anyone going anywhere right. ever. They like, just kind of appear there. Yes. I mean, they're yeah. making 15 movies a year. They don't have time for, for, for transitions. Yes. No, I fucking love it because it's just, it's nonstop. Like every scene is something like even when, uh, at the beginning when, Zulo is driving and Mrs. Chow chases him down. That's like the only scene of people like going somewhere, but there's an actual purpose of the scene anyway. So yeah. yeah. Well, and then they have when uh, the bride is going to get on the bus. Right. And then he shows up in his car, but still it's the same thing of like, it never really, they, they still don't go anywhere. They're still in the exact same spot. Like that's the most that you see that they're actually going to like drive somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That scene was really weird, though. Well, and also, I mean, like, when they do show the driving, like, it's meant to be, like, a chase scene where she's, like, following him to... Yeah. Because yeah. he just, like, spurned her or whatever. And yeah. I just... I, I made a note because I just thought it was so funny that it was, like, meant to be this, like, high-stakes chase scene. But it was, like, the, like, filler music. And it was, like, everyone's going, like, 15 miles an hour. <laughs> it's, like, the lowest stakes possible. But that... I mean, so that part comes a little bit later. The first part we have is a woman who comes to the evil magician asking mm-hmm. for a death curse on her husband and his mistress. And so there's a few things in here. That, so just a few, this is one or two. I mean, <laughs> my, my first note is that is not sanitary <laughs> because he cuts the skin off of a corpse that he has oh, lying yeah. around in his house and then puts the blade in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Well, he what? does it like three times, too. He just like keeps cutting stuff and putting it in his I mouth. The first, not that it makes it any better, necessarily, but I think the I thought the first cut he was making was on a pig. Same. I don't know if it was or not, but like, not that that's any, like, I guess that's not any more sanitary, but it was like, oh, it's a pig, not a human. But then No, he, you just get trichinosis but then he goes, instead. Yeah, but then he goes straight to a dead body and then does the same thing, so yeah. it doesn't matter in the end, but. Yeah. He just keeps putting the knife back in his mouth, though. <laughs> So he cuts some skin off. Uh, he chops the head off of the corpse and puts that on the fire and chants. And then he also creates some wax voodoo dolls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just have a note that just says doll sex. <laughs> I, I figured I didn't need any more. Yeah, mine was the dolls had to bone down, question mark. <laughs> Because he takes the, so there's one, like they're, all of the dolls are somewhat anatomically correct. Uh, All the male ones have penises and he puts the male doll on top of the female doll. And then there's like this moment where he just like slams it into the other one for them to like bang. And then it cuts to the woman's face and she's like, ah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, that was the moment that I immediately fell in love with this movie. (laughs) I think he texts me too. And you're like. This is so great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was that was later. I because uh, oh, okay. I, I took a picture of the scream. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah. The next day, the um, the mister the the mistress's sister discovers the body, and we get introduced to the teacher, who mm-hmm. is like you know the good guy magician, not the bad one. So we're just gonna call him teacher for the purposes of this, because that's what they call him in the movie. Um, and I think and then, it's that, that that introduction scene too is where he's got the uh, the Charlie Brown outfit on. He's got the same <laughs> pants as the magician had, so I was confused for a second because yeah. I thought I was like, are they trying to say they're related or are those like standard issue if you practice magic? Those are just, pants? Those are yeah, just, just magician wi- pants, wizard pants, <laughs> wizard pants, <laughs> wizard pants. <laughs> um, so he sort of recognizes the culprit's work. He rec- he thinks it's them, um, the magician, and so he starts trying to cast some sort of spell against him and the, 
the magician, the bad guy, starts putting up all these yellow papers everywhere. He's the he's got the woman who initially paid him for the death spell back at his house to pay him the balance, and the magician's house starts collapsing. And but the the magician jumps out just in time before the whole house collapses. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like kind of ties her to a, the a beam in the house. I don't know. I vaguely remember it. I don't know He's why like, he did that. I because okay. he needed his. There's money. a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say there's a lot of things that just happen. It just yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just is. So right after that, uh, like we said, no transition scenes. We go straight to the construction site, <laughs> and we're introduced to Zulo. Yes. Zulo, yeah. We're just gonna call him Zulo. I'm not sure if that name is right, but that's what it sounded like. <laughs> In the dubbing. I was gonna say, like, like I said, I mean, in the credits, I think it's it's like Zoo No or Zoo Now, but like I've never once heard an in sound in his no. name, yeah. so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So Zulo is leaving to go pick up his fiance when Mrs. Chow comes in and hits on him. Uh, he rejects her and says, "No, I'm busy. Leave me alone." Gets in his car and drives away. She gets in her car, drives away, and she left like a. Uh, um... Like a compact in his yeah. car too, yeah. Yeah, she jumps oh, in his it, car. Yeah. Like they stop in the middle of the road, and she jumps in there, and she's just like, "I just want you. I love you." And he's... oh, that's right. I forgot. I thought that all happened at the construction site, but no, no it's, it it's when, when they're, they're in the yeah. car. Yeah, yep. he's like, yeah, he's like has to go pick up his girlfriend, and that's right. Apparently yeah, he doesn't notice that he's being followed, and then she appears when there's no other cars on the road. <laughs> right, the whole time. It's okay. Yeah, and then she very inconspicuously drops her compact after using it. Yeah. On no one boards. in this movie is as sneaky as they need to be. <laughs> At Everyone, all. whenever they're doing something sneaky, they do it in the most like obvious way. Yeah. Well, it's also because anytime before they do something sneaky, you get those like super close up, and right. then they do something. I mean, that could be another drinking game. Like whenever there's like super close up, right? Or something, which is you know very typical in the, these kind of movies, anyway, right? So, um, so she drops her compact gets rejected, leaves, and Zulo picks up his fiance. Now, she's at middle school. Yeah, I noticed she that. She works there, right? Like, I she's not so. in middle school? Because <laughs> I, I, I said that when it came up. I was like, is she in middle school? <laughs> it never, t- I mean, it never explains it. And I guess it doesn't. That really was my to, assumption was that she was a teacher she's there. She's got to be a teacher. Because okay. like, <laughs> I looked it up. And I was like, China, you know, how old are children in China in middle school? 12 to 15. So pretty much the same as here. Right. And I was like, she better fucking be a teacher. <laughs> she didn't look like a like child bride or anything. No. <laughs> no, but yeah. I don't know. That bothered me for a second. So, but the fiance does find the, the compact in the car. But then it's like not a thing. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> I guess she's kind of pouty about it, but he's like, of course not. And then yeah, like, throws yeah, it away, and like that's the end of it. Right. <laughs> like, never comes back around. Yeah. So then we go to Mrs. Chow back at her house. And when she pulls in, she sees this other car. And we don't know whose car it is, but she just starts beating the shit out of the car. <laughs> yeah. That was my, I, I was wondering, like, because it doesn't seem like they have any kind of connection. Right, and this goes like this film. Well, and that's the first thing you see is it's like she pulls up and then just like throws a brick through the window yeah. or like a stone through the window, and like yeah, picks something up to like smash the headlights and like that, and then goes inside. Yeah, but it, like she's mad about something, but you're not really ex- told what. I'm assuming she's mad because she got rejected, and then she comes home and she is like, "Ugh, fuck boy," you know. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so just decide when because we, we find out that's actually his car. He's at her house. I don't know if he's been living there with her or if he's just there like creeping, whatever. But yeah, yeah. 
I just assumed he was kind of creeping on her the way she was creeping on Zulo. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because I, I, I figured eventually, like, you know, as, as the film progresses, that, like, he's clearly, like, infatuated with her. And so they have some kind of relationship, even if it's not, like, friends. Like, they know right. who the, each other are enough to where she's mad to see him. And yeah. he still wants her. Yeah. But, yeah, it's ambiguous. I don't know. <laughs> so she kicks him out. He leaves and meets up with a friend. And he tells his friend, like, I got to find a way to make her love me because she's rich. And his friend tells him, well, you can use magic. Because... Of course. Black magic. <laughs> yeah. Why did I think of that? That's, I mean, <laughs> it's my go-to, I guess. I right. First like, I don't know, maybe not be a shitty person. That could be, <laughs> that, that takes work, I realize. Yeah, that's Magic's the easier out. Too, too much effort. <laughs> So his friend tells him where he can find this magician. Uh, he goes and hikes up through the jungle. and I love that they took the time to just like show him just like enjoying his hike. Yeah, <laughs> just sauntering around. Stops to find a yeah. coconut. And, like, Is it on like... his way there that he runs into the lady? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like when, when he finds the coconut and like is drinking out of it. Yeah, yeah like that was behind him. That was so weird. Yeah, and then like so after he like opened the coconut to drink some of the water, like the coconut's not open; it's just like cracked open, so he can yeah. drink some water. And then he pays the woman because she's like, "Oh, those are my coconuts. You got to pay me for that. You just are the ones you stole from me." Um, he leaves to go to the magician's house, and then she opens up the whole coconut, and you see like there's like blood and worms inside the coconut. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was going to be a witch. Same. And then I was very yeah, disappointed. It seems like they, she was introduced for a reason, right? Yeah. I mean... I also thought there was another plot point that was going to... Which we'll get to later that was going to tie into that that didn't pan out either. And I was like, what is her purpose? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that might... I might have had the same thought as you. Cause yeah. Because, like, I'm kind of thinking the same thing, yeah. maybe. But eventually, Mustache, or Fuckboy, gets to the magician's house. and But he's already got a client there who's asking for a love spell. <laughs> uh, Mike, would you like to explain... <laughs> How one, the, all the ingredients required for a love spell. <laughs> the method so by what, which a love spell is granted. So what's funny is <laughs> the first time I watched this, I was dog sitting. And I looked down at the dogs and missed what happens in this scene. <laughs> and so I watched the whole movie because you had posted on fa- like on my Facebook about it. And I went like, where does this thing happen? And then I watched it with Vinny again. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad I rewatched this because now I got to see that he takes a handful of rice and shove. she's naked, sitting upright. With her legs spread, and he just shoves the rice inside of her. Um, and then squirts out breast milk. <laughs> and it's like a steady stream of... It's not just like he drips it out. It's yeah. like, pew, shoots out. <laughs> yeah. So we've got vagina rice, which has to be fed to the person. Like after, So he takes it back from her yes. <laughs> after it's sat there for a few minutes. So now it's sticky rice. And... <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> and, then, and then, so she. Well, he does, he takes it and then and then the breast milk goes into after like into the mixture, right? Or it is goes it... into the mixture with like blood, his hair. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, she brought it. Yeah. So, so it's like he has to eat the the person that she wants to love her the rest of her life has to eat the rice, and then. I guess she also has to do something with, like, the, the potion. Like, he hands her something else that says, like, and this will also do this. It's like he has to eat the rice and he has to, like, there's some kind of potion he has to drink yeah. or something. Because I know that the, there's a potion that the boyfriend has to drink. 
later on. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he didn't have to eat vagina rice. Well, it's so like a powder. It's a powder that they keep That's mixing into the drinks. Yeah. 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 I don't know. So, very unclear and very... Black magic is not a, is not a refined <laughs> not an exact science. science. <laughs> yeah. Because also, like, he tells his first client, like, yeah, he'll love you for the rest of your life. And then this potion also does something else. But then when Mrs. Chow asked for a love spell for Zulo, he said, well, it's guaranteed for a year. And I'm like, what? <laughs> the yeah. last one was the, the whole life. What happened here? So I, yeah, it, like you guys said, not an exact science. So whatever. What even, I mean, the part that we're coming up to, I mean, after, after she leaves and mustache comes in to, to talk to him about it, like he says, he tells him something different. I mean, even though like we find out later, like what he told him is, false right i feel like what he told mustache as far as how the potion works Mm -hmm. was not forever or a year i feel like it was just kind of like well here you go yeah no explanation yeah Yeah. he didn't yeah he didn't specify any of that uh at all because mustache fuckboy comes in and says i want a love spell magician wants to get paid in a gold bar the size of a skull which payments are weird in this one (laughs) like first he wants a bar of gold and then he also I know, and, and, paid by a check. And I'm yeah. like, do you have a bank account? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> is that Mrs. Chow just like gives him a check and is like, cool, here's your payment. <laughs> I was like, that seems so much easier than a bar of gold. Yeah. Did it have to be in the shape of the skull as well? Like, that's what I was very well, confused Because he just holds up a skull. He's like, I want a bar of gold this size. I'm like, that's kind of ambiguous. Like, yeah. Does it have to be exact? I mean, who knows? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. But it also seems like the yeah, like the payment, the amount of payment for the same spell changes every time. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe he works on a sliding scale based on income. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Yeah, that could be it. He's a very progressive <laughs> evil magician. <laughs> <laughs> so the magician agrees to do the spell, but he tells Fuckboy he's got to get um, some of her hair and a footprint. I forgot about the footprint, yeah. <laughs> and so Fuckboy goes to get that. And initial. so the first time I watched it, when he went to get the hair the woman that he was talking to and was like there's a spider in your hair to like triggered it so he could pull some of her hair out i didn't realize that was mrs chow because she looks so different yeah and she didn't seem to recognize him at all like she that's wasn't what confused like, me you. like and that's why okay. throughout most of the film i was like do they actually know each other because like she gets home smashes up his car i assumed because she noticed it was his and like yeah. that he was there and so she was mad about it but then, yeah, they meet in that scene, and it's like they've never met before. Yeah. Like, she doesn't recognize him. Also, her hair changes in, like, every so scene or two. Yeah. as often as his shirt does. Yeah. yeah. Like, between the scene of, like, yeah, but of obviously it cuts right from him being given instructions on what to get to him, like, finding her at, like, out at the, like, the outdoor cafe or whatever. Yeah. Presumably, that like he went straight there, different shirt. <laughs> there was one point where he like is. In, I think it was like, oh, it was when he went into the the magician's thing. It was like it's later when he goes back or something. At and some so, point. Yeah, at some point they like show him inside, and then he comes out, and he's he's wearing the same thing. But Finny was like, God, I wish he'd been wearing a different shirt when he walked out. Because <laughs> like every time the scene changes, like it cuts to a different scene, he's wearing a different outfit. Like it would have been amazing if he'd been just coming from inside to outside, and somehow his shirt was that would different. Be- <laughs> would have been great so he he gets he gets the ingredients he goes back to the magician um the magician gives him the potion says to put it in her drink but he also gives him a voodoo doll to go hang at her house right. and big doll. 
I know we talked about, you know, the dick dolls, but this one is very phallically disproportioned. <laughs> the size of this voodoo doll, like its dick goes down to its knees. Yeah. We never see the we never see fuckboy naked. Maybe that's maybe that's true to life. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Hard pass. But I think it's, it's at that point, right, where like any time the doll is on screen, that you, you get the noise. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. Wow, wow. <laughs> but then, but then, I mean, even those rules go out the window later. Yeah. Well, it's. I think it's anytime he does like any sort of like magic type stuff that you get that sound. But at first, it was almost exclusively reserved for the dick dolls that you yeah. would just yeah. get that noise. Okay. So Which he, by the end of the movie, I was just making that noise the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so he hangs the voodoo doll at her house. Then he goes to, he finds an invitation to a party or something mm-hmm. and where Mrs. Chow is. So he goes there with his powder to put in her drink, gives her the drink after some... You know, All of the liquid everybody water. drinks in this movie is green. Oh, it's yeah. really weird. <laughs> I was like, "What are you people drinking?" Oh, yeah, and who downs that? Like, I mean, I'm like, I don't know what this is. Take a sip if it's green before you're actually gonna <laughs> down the whole thing. But so she finally drinks it after some protestations, and then falls under the spell. They go home and have sex. And then the next day she wakes up and the spell is gone and the voodoo doll but, like breaks and yes. falls down. She wakes up when that sound, when that breaks and falls down. And we were like, oh, like she immediately knows what happened. Yeah. And we were like, oh, that must be like the unmistakable sound of a dick doll falling down <laughs> at your house. Yeah, she like, like, like bolts upright out of bed and like looks directly at where it <laughs> fell like immediately. Then she looks at him and is like, oh, this must have been a spell. <laughs> But, I mean, so she wakes up, but then she does ask him, like, how did you do this to me? Like, what drugs did you give me? Like, you must right. have, like, must have put me on something. So he finally admits, like, when she calls her dog on him, finally admits, like, I went to a magician and I got a spell put on you. Um, and she threatens that the dog will tear his throat out. And yeah. this is the sweetest, most happy-looking dog just, ever. Get him! Like and he it, just, like, sits on screen, just, like, happy. Tongue, tongue is lolling out the side of his mouth. His tail is wagging. He's just, like, he's so happy to be there all the time. And you're just like, that dog is not going to hurt anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so he admits to a spell. And then it shows her, like, in the mirror thinking to herself, like, oh, well, if it works for him, then it could work for me so well fuck boy is on his way out the door she stops him and then they have this conversation if you would do something for me i would make it really worth your while in fact i'd pay you quite a lot what do you want i want to get to meet that magician oh so that's it shut your mouth will you do it no problem but still i have to have some cash do you think that you could, uh... Right. Here's 1,000. If it works out, I'll give you 10 more. But 1,000 down, that isn't enough. Then forget it. Hey! Hey! When will you bring him to me? I'll have to see him first. Then I'll know. <laughs> she is uh, got her own plans for a love spell now. Yeah, and it's just throwing cash, just 
Willy nilly. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand? How about eleven thousand? Like, <laughs> sure, I don't care. Whatever. You could have given this dude fifty bucks and he would have done whatever she wanted. Totally. Yeah. What we find what we also find out is that we talked about it before, but the, the magician, like, he didn't specify how long this one was gonna last. And right. so obviously, like when Zulo goes to meet him, like, hey, it didn't last, and the magician's like, Hey, you didn't specify how long. So he shows up finds out like hey why didn't you know the spell last and he was like you fool like i had you back at the coconut so we felt like that coconut was actually tied in and that's why i did think like oh she's a witch too and right she's part of this whole thing and maybe she is but they never explain that because that's it's when he goes back outside that she shows up again right right yeah and she's like but there's still i think she says like too late or something like that and then (laughs) the best special effect in the movie happens. oh like the The decomposition is fucking great (laughs) i I didn't. I did uh, account his his. Well, de- the second best special right, effect. Yeah. His his uh, decomposing face and skull as the final wardrobe change. Oh, uh, okay. That, I mean, that does count. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. So at that point, we get uh, the magician showing up at Mrs. Chow's house, and he tells her, you know, what ingredients she's gonna need for the love spell for Zulo, and he gives her some. Something to drink so that she can produce breast milk, (laughs) which please tell me what that is so I can never, ever drink it. She's just like super casual. He's like, I'm going to need some of your breast milk. She's or actually he just like, I'm going to need some of your milk and points at her tits. (laughs) And then she's like, oh, I don't have milk. He's like, here, drink this. She's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, well, that that clears it up. So she also needs to get some of his hair, which has been sort of standard with all the spells as well as um some of his blood shaws do not fuck around with transition scenes like it's straight into Zula's he also apartment. gives her one other thing which is the leaf with oh, the right. teeth and the finger in it he she has to put it under under him. his bed and by the time they rot he'll be in love with her <laughs> This is where I was like, what are the rules of magic in this movie? (laughs) Like, why does she have to do this? The other stuff, at least, it's like, oh, it's stuff of him that, like, okay, I get that. I guess this is sort of, maybe it works the same as the dick doll, that, like, that's the totem for it or something. I don't know, but it's really weird. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, finger, like, this. And then that finger is not a finger. One, where did that come from? That's And two, that's definitely not a finger. Yeah. Like, I don't want to know where you got it. Maybe but. it came from the corpse in his house. Like, it's a multi-usage corpse. Like, it cut oh, off yeah. some skin, cut off the head, <laughs> sure. cut off just not a finger. You, use all the parts, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so she ends up at Zulo's apartment. She breaks in there before he gets home, and she's in his tub. Yeah, and this part, we, we talked about this when we watched it. It makes no sense that, like, she's given all these things, like, put this under his bed, and rather than do it first, she's just right. drunk in the bathtub. Right. <laughs> like you had until time he, to put yeah. that under there and then get drunk in the bathtub. Wait until he's in bed before she sneaks it under there. It's like, yeah. Y- yeah. And, like, I mean, does he not have a brush? She could have gotten some hair from there. Right. And the only thing then you need is blood, which, I, I granted, that's probably the most difficult thing to get. But she did it with her nails. Yeah. Um, like scratches Those are some sharp chest. nails, too. Okay. It's just like... One swipe, yeah, like Wolverine yeah. across his chest. Like. <laughs> One thing that really did bother me about this scene is like when he, the first time he's trying to kick her out of his apartment, she hasn't had a chance to put the finger or the finger in the teeth under the bed yet, or get his blood or hair. So she screams like, "Stop, or I'll accuse you of rape!" And I'm like, "Woman, 
please don't do that. Like, right. You know, you're devaluing what actually happens to other women. I yeah. fucking hate it when that shit happens. Like stop or I'll tell people you raped me. I'm like, yeah. God damn it. Right. But eventually she does get the hair. She does get the blood. She puts the shit under his bed. And that's another one where she's just, it's not even like she finds an excuse to trip and put it under there. She's like talking to him and then bends down and (laughs) slides it underneath the bed. Zooms in on her face. Yeah. You know, she's going to be sneaky. (laughs) So then right back to the magician's place. She's got the ingredients. She gives it to him. And then they head over to a graveyard. I think this may be where I sent you the picture. Okay. Because he goes, yeah. yeah, he goes, it's been three days. Do you have any milk? <laughs> <laughs> and it cracked me up. And also, the guy who's doing the dubbing for the magician. Yeah, I wanted, definitely wanted to touch on he that. He sounds like a 30s gangster. He's like, nah. He's like, you got any milk yet? <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> Keep these teeth and this finger. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, does, he digs up a grave and tells her to burn the chin of the corpse in there and it starts to like ooze out something out of the mouth and they put that in a cup and mix that with the he milks she's a fucking cow or something i was yeah. disappointed that the because uh, the first woman who he milks at the very beginning mm-hmm. it makes this like ridiculous like like you know post like post effect yeah like like something being squeezed and yeah. like it, I was really hoping that like similar to how like everything keeps kind of repeating um like the the dick doll noise and all of that like yeah. when he milks Mrs. Chow at the end it's like they just forgot to edit in the sound oh there's no like sound effect for it yeah <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is it didn't match the the uh the action which made it even better but yeah so She's got her potion to give to Zulo. The next day is Zulo and his his fiance's wedding day. He's not feeling too oh, yeah. well because of the teeth and finger underneath his bed. I'm assuming, like, so he said she would have milk in three days. So between the time where he gives her instructions and then she goes to his apartment, it's been two days because then the next day she comes in. No, sorry, three days. When she goes back to the magician, because then she's got milk. So the oh, I think you've already given this more thought about the timeline <laughs> than God whoever wrote this movie did. <laughs> <laughs> so the the finger and the teeth have been under there for three days, and I guess that that's what made Zulu kind of under the weather and sick. Sure. She shows Chow shows up at the wedding, gives him a spike. I'm sure, having drink. like rotting meat underneath your bed probably doesn't make you feel great. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I also love that like that scene where they like it's his wedding day and everyone's there and like right before this about to start they're like oh shit wait where is he yeah yeah like, like, like no one thought about that two hours hours ago. earlier like <laughs> the bride the groom's not here like hmm maybe a problem yeah they so they grab him mrs chow gives uh, zulo a spiked drink and immediately he starts seeing diseased faces and freaks out but then he sees mrs chow and she's just in this aura of light and falls in love with her and runs off with her after he's already married his bride mm-hmm. unfortunately and then the magician and when zulo and um mrs chow kiss it is the most awkward <laughs> weird kissing they look like did you ever see the video of it was like several years like probably like five maybe even ten years ago 
where there were like two people who had never even kissed until they got married and they look like baby birds trying like <laughs> oh, a mama trying I to feed his baby bird. About. Yeah. And that was like their first kiss was at their wedding ceremony. And it's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. <laughs> That's what this looked like. Cause they're just like awkwardly jamming their mouths against. Oh, it was really weird. It was uncomfortable for me to watch. <laughs> was not sexy by any means. No. No. Definitely at not. At all. There's nothing sexy in this movie, especially that. Well, um, the vagina rice. Vagina rice and, it's a little you know, hot. breast milk and centipedes and voodoo penises. Voodoo dick dolls. Voodoo dick dolls, yeah. <laughs> so they go back to her house and they're having their love fest and messing around the pool. Magician shows up and starts spying on him. This is where she gives him a check. I think we already mentioned this. I was like, does he have a fucking bank account? Like, does he bank it? Yeah, he's been dealing in, like, gold. Yeah. Like, random amounts of gold. But, like, yeah, it's like, here's paper money. Yeah. Perfect. I don't I don't know. Also, that house has the best wallpaper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really room. good. It's just like, holy shit. Maybe yeah. it was just the 70s. Because I feel like, uh, like the Umbrellas of Cherbourg, when we watched that, like, our whole discussion of that movie was just Oh, like, yeah, wallpaper. for sure. Well, that was 60s, <laughs> but yeah. Well, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, Back when wallpapering was a thing, um, people went all out on that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Now we're just like, paint a wall a color and we're good. (laughs) I don't miss wallpaper at all. It's bad. And it's stupid because like, if you're like, like a, like a wall that's like painted a color, you can just be like, I don't like that color anymore. I'm going to paint over it with like wallpaper. You have to like take the old and it's a fucking pain in the ass. It's the worst. Yeah. Anyway. Wallpaper. They don't have magic for it. Home improvement with Mike and Vinny. Where's the magic wallpaper when you need it? The magician could probably change it for him. Different kind of spell, though. (laughs) Not this guy's forte. Yeah, probably not. Different magician. I mean, he can't even, like, conjure up some money for himself. (laughs) Whatever. What an asshole. So, the magician, he's sort of snooping around, and you can tell he's starting to kind of creep on Mrs. Chow here. Mm -hmm. At the same time... Zuno's wife and his friend, and I have no clue what his name is, no. show up. I don't know. Um, they don't, they don't, don't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fine. Best man, I assume, because he's the one that was like, yeah. wait, where's where's the groom? <laughs> yeah. So best man and bride show up. Bri- uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're trying to convince him to come home. And so because she shows up, though, Mrs. Chow gets worried. And so she then decides she wants a death spell to be cast mm-hmm. on the bride. So he agrees to do it. I think it was for like a hundred thousand, something like that. It was a lot. I don't know what the equivalent, is. like whatever the, yeah, hundred thousand, something like that. Hundred thousand money. Hundred thousand money. And then right after that, we see the wife waiting again at the bus stop, and the dog comes and attacks her. <laughs> it clearly looks like he's attacks her. He's I know. just like quotation jumping, mark. Like, ah. Sorry. Yeah, he's like hi, and then she's got a bite mark on her. Um, the magician shows up, who the bride has never seen, so she doesn't know that yeah. he's being nefarious, and offers to like put something on her, some kind of. He's like, I have like a salve for you. Yeah. Okay, stranger. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, I'd say no to that, but she agrees, and then she immediately falls ill after that. She ends up in the hospital. Best man, and some other old guy. <laughs> I don't know who say well she can't be cured by the doctor so but i used to know this other other good magician the teacher guy from the beginning of the movie so let's take her to this guy 
and they have this the really cool shot of uh like one of one of the effects i really like which is where they show like the worms crawling around under her chest yeah. and oh i was like that's really creepy yeah it's great did she have a belly of worms too because it looked like she had a prego belly when she was laying maybe maybe so I yeah know. i couldn't really tell that part but yeah just like how it was like transparent all yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Like, centipedes crawling <laughs> uh so they take her to the teacher who Apparently, to break this spell, all you need to do is shove a giant bamboo straw. <laughs> like a spinal tap. In the sort back. of. Oh, God. But it wasn't even like her spine. It was just kind of like a... Ra- like it's just like, like a fleshy part of her through. shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And then out of the bamboo straw, all of these worms come seeping out in the bowl. And she's yeah. scared. Yeah. No more death spell. I mean, I guess he chanted yes. some stuff. Too. Yeah, he like chanted some stuff. And then, yeah, that's all that happens with that, though. Like, yeah. Just... <laughs> Yeah, very quickly. And, you know, if I was Mrs. Chow, I wouldn't pay for that. Like, if his, you know, if that spell can be that easily, just like, right. you know, counter, done. I don't know. So after after the teacher cures the bride, he goes to Mrs. Chow's house because he finds out, like, oh, this was that the magician, the guy, mm-hmm. I, I know his work and blah, blah. So he goes to his house and he sits in front of it. And is it a recorder or a flute that he's playing? Some kind of it looks like yeah, it looks like a recorder. Okay, and it seems like he's just playing one note. So. We just kept yeah. calling it. A, it's not a clarinet, but we kept being like he's clarinetting the shit out of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was, and because um, they're in bed together. Yeah, the, uh, the magician and Mrs. Chow. Oh yeah, so Chow um, was given some azaleas by the magician at some point in in the, in all of this, and she smells them and she falls under a spell, and now she loves. Did I put that on the board? Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> Cast spell. Yeah, he because magician casts a spell on Mrs. Chow. So oh I yeah, I did. I remembered it. Nice. Um. So he casts a spell on her. So they're in bed. He hears the flute, clarinet, recorder, whatever being yeah. played outside. <laughs> the sweet and clarinet solo. <laughs> I was I was really excited too because so this other movie that we did, there's like a flute battle in it. Nice. And I was like, sweet flute battle, but it turns out to be flute or whatever versus skull in the driveway <laughs> yeah it's yeah. really weird <laughs> pretty low stakes <laughs> i also thought we were this is where we were going to get the wizard fight yeah and yeah. I was a little little disappointed i feel like it should have been here you know they have a battle but then the wizard or the magician gets away but then he somehow manages to they get Zulo out of there mm-hmm. because he he catches the magician and Mrs. Chow in bed and he starts running off and then they have the fight. Yeah, Zulo starts wrestling with the dog, right? And thankfully the dog did not get hurt. I don't care about Zulo. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> no one does. But he gets away, but then somehow the magician like and then he goes to the construction site and starts like freaking out. So he gets put in the hospital. Mm-hmm. The Teacher comes and tells the bride, here, he has to eat this, but it's a temporary fix, and it's centipedes. Yeah. Ugh. And she's just like, okay. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, so she, doesn't yeah. question it. And it's not even like, and, and it's like never, she opens a box, and it's like full of like writhing centipedes. Like, yeah. it's not even like dead centipedes, like here, just feed yeah, those. Yeah. And then it like immediately hard cuts to like, uh, a bowl of porridge with it in there and she's just like she's... casually feeding it to him like it's never a thing yeah no one ever is shocked at like what do you mean you want to squeeze my breast and milk me yeah. what do you mean i yeah, need like, well to feed... i mean if you have to okay yeah yeah everyone's just like cool makes sense yeah that's just part of the... sure <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Go for it. <laughs> so he is seemingly cured three months later after being in the hospital, gets released. But then the magician shows up again. Undercover in that sweet yeah. costume. Yeah. Or uniform, whatever it was. And puts something in his orange juice or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he like has more of the powder and he just like puts it in his orange juice. Very much like, ha ha, conspicuously Very like drops thing. in. Yeah. 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 Zulu runs off again after... <laughs> His, his bride is driving him home from the hospital, and they're all happy, but he's back under the spell again, so he runs off to back to Mrs. Chow. And this is where I thought, like, okay, this could have ended with just the battle of the teacher and the... the driveway the, battle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Driveway battle. They just added another, like, layer of, oh, he's under the spell again, and I was like... Right. Eh. I mean, I think, I think, really, it was just so they could get the two... The two wizards to the construction site Same, yeah to have that battle take yeah. place there right it looks cooler yeah because eventually <laughs> that nighttime is... driveway yeah well i mean yeah definitely the construction site looks better on film but yeah. i was like oh, i i agree it could it should have ended right then when they fought each other i'm like yeah. okay i um, guess it's resolved <laughs> i guess so everyone ends up at the construction site at the end there's a quick car chase between the bride and the teacher and the best man chasing after the magician and Zulo and Mrs. Chow in a car. Right. Zulo jumps out of the car, runs to the construction site. Everyone goes after him. And then here's where we get a 70s, like, sort of lightning out of the fingers effect. <laughs> we get the actual wizard the fight. The actual magic wizard, fight, yeah. Wizard fight at yeah. the top of the construction site. <laughs> and it's... It's man. amazing. <laughs> so good. He's like shooting laser beams at him. And these, when I say laser beams and she says lightning, we're not talking about like anything impressive. No. no. We're talking about thinly drawn little laser beams shooting across right. the screen. And then he shoots them at one point though. And it's like a full blast. And, he shoots uh, like at Zulo, right? Or... At the teacher. Oh yeah. It's the first one. And the teacher just goes like, bah! And this like cone comes, cone of light comes over him, and they bounce off, and it's the best. Yeah. That's my favorite effect in the movie. And then he shoots, yeah, he shoots at the um, right, Zulo second at Zulo next, and yeah. the same cone comes down. And teacher cone of protections. Him yeah. <laughs> so eventually, this battle ends in the magician grabbing Mrs. Chow, and the teacher is still like zapping or whatever. He gets her, and she starts to age really really quickly and i think this is where you and i are yeah. saying okay <laughs> i thought she was going to turn into like the old beggar witch lady yes. from the beginning and I it was going to be well. like oh that's her from the future after i've like zapped her right but no she just <laughs> she just dies she yeah. disintegrates like fuckboy did so it would have been so much better i know bring that full circle <laughs> yeah but so and then that's like just like hard stop yeah <laughs> like, i mean that's the, the end yeah it's like she dies the magician falls over and dies does he disintegrate too i don't think so i don't remember he dies yeah you only get two of those scenes where it's like yeah. the, the quick decomp or whatever yeah i don't remember what happens to him but he just dies i know that like throughout like both times he fights the teacher he's got like that insanely bright red blood coming right. out of his nose yeah. and mouth yeah and i think that's what happens at the end but and presumably he dies but you don't really see anything yeah no like confirmation of death Mm-hmm. So, and I know like there is a black magic too because that showed up on the customers also watch list for Blood and Black Lace. So I'm wondering okay. if he's back in that. Maybe so. We'll, we'll have see. to we'll have to find out. Not guaranteeing that I'll pick it, 
But well, if you don't, I'm, gonna watch I'm still it. gonna watch it. I know. Yeah. I was. Well, I was like, we have to tell Erica that if that ever comes up, we're coming back for it because <laughs> I want to see that movie so bad. <laughs> so yeah, it's that's the end of the movie. The magician dies. Oh, Zulo throws up some worms, and then everyone oh, yeah. has like yeah. a head head thrown back laugh, and then it's like cut and <laughs> what a crazy day. No credit. No yeah. credits or anything. I'm like, I fucking love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> It is fantastic, and honestly, we are not the only ones who think so. Um, there are plenty of people on Letterboxd who think the same thing. I know, like, so the first time I watched it was, like, a week ago, and I was like, I'm not going to give it a rating yet, because I don't know if Mike's going to see my Letterboxd or not with it, so yeah. I ended up giving it four stars. Like, I didn't officially, like, write a review with it yet. I saw you gave it five. Yeah, hell yeah, I did. <laughs> I think I wrote in all caps, like, if you don't like everything in this movie, I don't want to know you. <laughs> And then are you on Letterboxd Mini? I'm or? not, okay. but uh, I would definitely give it a solid four or five, four and a half, five stars. I mean, yeah. I, okay. I, I, as someone who loves pretty much anything the Shaw Brothers have made that I've seen, like, I just have to because this is just such a weird one. Yeah. I've got uh, a four star review from Slig001. Um, a little bit long, but I think it's pretty well put. So, Mike, you want to read that one? All right. This might be the campiest thing I've ever seen, but it's such great fun. It quickly becomes apparent that this is not a horror movie, more of a fantasy romp, and that's fine. Uh, the story which focuses on love potions and an evil wizard is entirely predictable for the most part, but it doesn't matter as everything is so deliriously silly that it's impossible not to love. The awful dubbing certainly adds to the camp campiness, as does the central evil wizard character, who is literally the most suspicious character <laughs> ever put on film. <laughs> There's a few surprises towards the end. It does lose its way a little as it goes along, but it remains entertaining for the duration. Lots of weirdness, breast milk, worms, hair pulling, etc. Uh, you know, those how all three of those things are basically the same. Yeah. Yeah. Breast milk, worms, hair pulling, etc. to help make it memorable. I think the best thing to do is just sit back and enjoy the silliness. <laughs> And then there's uh, one other review. Vinny, want to read that one? Sure. Uh, this one just says, Michael, one, one and a half stars. Prototypical Hong Kong magical horror film. Low on special effects and not as outlandishly outrageous as later examples of the genre, but definitely creates the template with spells and counterspells, mostly love and death, and forays into grotesquery and purely provocative peculiarity. Say that three times fast. I was gonna say. He gave it one and a half. One and a half stars. It sounds a lot more positive than I was one say, and a half. It sounds like, I don't know. If I had read that without seeing this, the rating, yeah, like, be like oh, that's like a solid it. like three. Yeah, you right. know. <laughs> yeah, I gave it four because I think my only issue was, you know, it should have been, it should have ended at the driveway. Like it didn't need to like, oh, he's under the spell again. Like that was my right. only thing, and that's me nitpicking. Right. I mean, well, it's like I could have done with more weirdness and more yeah. wizard fighting, but like, who gives a shit? It's so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think you could have. They could have done, and maybe they do in the sequel. But like, focus mm. more on like, because it seems like these guys are like opposed. Like, there's. It almost seems like, like they're supposed to be rivals. They're only like it's the only two. It's not like yeah. It's not like there are are there other wizards around or other magicians around to like yeah. help. It's like oh, I know this one guy. And then there's like the evil guy, and like so, it seems like they could have focused more on like those battles and like amped yeah. that up. But maybe that's gonna be maybe that'll be the yeah, sequel. It'll the be sequel. like a John Wick thing where like all of the <laughs> all of the bad wizards are out to like kill the teacher now. John Wizard. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I would watch the shit out of that. Fucking hell, I would. Um, all right, so as far as recommendations, love it, recommend it, leave it, remake it, kill it with fire. I mean, loved it. Okay. Love it, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm right up there with it. Like, I would... Uh, I both recommend and love it. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely... I mean, it's. I wouldn't go as far as to own it because I feel like that would just take me in a whole other direction as far as collecting movies goes yeah good, I, luck, good luck trying to collect that, that, no. that whole, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they gotta get all the shaw brothers movies. celestial pictures when they teamed up with shaw they're planning to release 75 percent of the catalog which oh is God. like close to 800 films so that's how many like i own right now like <laughs> and that's not one catalog yeah jesus christ no but like i said you're gonna have when a whole other house it, just for movies <laughs> Prior, yeah, prior to prior to watching Black Magic for this, uh, I noticed that Celestial. In my original understanding, is that Celestial was just going to release them via like DVD. Mm-hmm. Part of it, and a lot of people have problems with the mm-hmm. way Celestial is handling it because most of them have this horrible dubbing, yeah. and like it's really just to like get the transfer to release it so they can make money and like not really taking care of it at all, mm-hmm. which is why like the dub is pretty bad on a lot of them. Yeah. I love but, the dub so I mean, I do too. Like that, I mean, yeah. that's part of what makes these so wonderful and campy, but. Um, yeah, I mean, what I noticed when I was looking at this is Celestial, on top of doing all of the DVD releases, is just releasing releasing them to, like, Amazon and, and other places. So yeah. you can find them for free on Amazon Prime, which is great. Yeah. I mean, the aside from the dubbing, which, I again, I don't want that better. Like, I like yeah. it as No, is. for these kinds, yeah. <laughs> but, like, the picture in this was great. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with that part, definitely. Um, but, yeah, if they're on Prime and there's that many that are being released, I don't need to get on the right i need to own it part of love it so i mean i would say i mean it's it's a much smaller percentage they're streaming right now but that yeah. doesn't i mean i'm sure they're working towards adding more but i mean right now there's still like close to 50 that you can find on on prime okay well so. i guess we'll find out how many are going to be on this list because it's time to pick the next movie <laughs> i mean i did without saying what they were i did look at like the customers also watched for this one yeah and there are a lot of shaw brothers films okay in it so all right well, let's see what we got. So, customers also watch list for Black Magic. We have Macabre that has shown up before. Black Belly of the Tarantula, which is on my dead end watch list already. Uh, the Ghost Galleon that came up before. I was meh about that. Human Lamp. Lanterns. Holy fuck. Yeah, that's a Shaw Brothers one. It's the actual title is Human Skin Lanterns. <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Okay. That's one I'm surprised to see made it digitally anywhere. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Okay. Human Lanterns 1982. This is it. One of the most talked about cult films ever made. Really? Because I've never even fucking heard of it. Right. Fuck. I suck. <laughs> All right. A maniacal masterpiece of the macabre, the martial arts, and the just plain weird. Insanely conceived, beautifully filmed, unashamedly performed. It must be seen not to be believed or forgotten. That is a definite possibility. <laughs> so the mighty Peking man, I've seen that. I can never pronounce it right, though. Oily maniac, I've heard of that one, but never seen it. Same. That is a definite possibility. Did you say Oily Maniac? Oily yes. Maniac. Yeah. All right, so Oily Maniac, acclaimed director, Homang Hua, directs Danny Lee as the Oily Maniac in the Shaw Brothers horror classic Oily Maniac. <laughs> this blood-wrenching, creepy affair is based on a true story. What? <laughs> no, it's not. 
Uh, Lee hit international fame, starring in John Woo's The Killer. All right, so right now it's between Human Lanterns and The Oily Maniac. Uh, Sucky Bare, another Kung Fu. Black Magic 2, there it is. Um, I read that one last time. Alone in the Dark. Uh, I've seen that one before. I haven't seen it, but it's showing up on the list. <laughs> what? Then he just pulled up okay. the cover for Don't Oily Mania. Don't read it Mania. to me. Oh, no, I'm not going to. I'm just looking at the pictures for it. And... Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, the Devil Within Her, 1973. A, promis- a promiscuous showgirl's firstborn is cursed by a sinister dwarf. Sweet. Hmm. After a series of deaths, she realizes that her son is possessed by the devil. Hmm. Like you do. All right. Uh, no Evil Eyes, 1991. What? George Romero... What? In George Romero's The Facts in the Case of Mr. Valdemar, a conniving wife and her lover... This is a George Romero movie. Why is it called Two Evil Eyes? Oh, it's a double feature. Okay. Ah. The, it's a, it's this and the black cat. So, okay. No double features. I'm not going there. <laughs> uh, Killing Hour. That's shown up before. Uh, Necromancer. That's shown up before. Spellcaster. Shown up before. Frightmare. I've seen it. Beyond the Door. Juliet Mills plays a young pregnant woman in San Francisco. I don't know why I keep reading. Here's what, just what's on the rest of the list. Uh, Beyond the Door. The Convent. Point of Terror. I eat your skin. I own that. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> and Crucible 4. Okay, so Black Magic 2 is on here, which I've already decided I'm going to watch. I mean, yeah, but I have to know the, how it ends. But for the purposes of this, I'm kind of going between Human Lanterns and Oily Maniac. Now, because these are all Shaw Brothers films, the logical conclusion would be that any one of these three that I pick the other two will show up on the next list. Right. Presumably. Presumably. I think the... Okay. Fuck. This is a hard choice. I say. Do I want, like, an oily maniac, or do I want human skin lanterns? I don't even know how to make that choice, because they both sound amazing. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to go human lanterns for nice. next time. I, I mean, I'm going to watch Black, Black Magic 2 anyway, but, you know, for the purposes of this, just to, like, mix it up and have something different. Yeah. I'm going to go a different direction. But I do I think that makes sense. feel like we all should have the homework of watching Black Magic 2 <laughs> oh. before Bad Black at the end of this month so we can talk about it. Absolutely. Yeah, right. yeah. So normally I only give homework to my friend Rebecca for the mini episodes, but <laughs> we're all getting homework. We're all going to watch Black Magic 2, and we'll talk about it when we see each other at... I'm happy hat, to. So. Yeah. More than happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, cool. So Human Lanterns for next episode. I'm going to put Oily Maniac on the dead end watch list. And I added that since the last time you were on. So basically, if I ever, ever, which will probably not happen, get to the point where I get a list that I've seen. You're like, oh, I've seen all of this. Yeah. Or I actually click on a movie and there is no list. For whatever reason, uh, I'm going to have a dead end watch list. So I pick one, maybe two each episode and add mm-hmm. it to that. So I have somewhere to go back to. Right. Nice. So Oily Maniac's going to go on there. I'm going to watch Black Magic <laughs> 2 anyway. But I think, I, I mean, I think like you said, that if you, if Human Lanterns is next, I imagine that the other two you were 
yeah. potentially going to choose will probably show up on that list as I well. I think so too. So yeah, that, I mean, that seems like, like the Cuban horror... lanterns and oily maniac go hand in hand, yeah, right? The horror niche so. of Shaw Brothers is is not huge, so yeah, yeah, those will probably be closely related. I would, uh, I would think so. I'm really excited. Human lanterns. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get Danny to come in for that one. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I got to try to make it up to her. Cause, so Danny was on with uh, Mike for Nightmare. What the Nightmare. fuck was the name of that? Nightmare. Nightmare. That's right. Nightmare's yeah. in a damaged brain. And That's right. You told me about it. Yeah. Eh. It seemed like something we all should have loved, but even then we I, watched it. Even anyway. I like was like, you know, I just feel dirty. Yeah. I don't have fun. It's okay. It's some people's jam. It's not mine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Human Lanterns for next time. Uh, if you want to stay up to date on the latest episodes, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at CAW Podcast, Facebook or Instagram under Customers Also Watched. Or if you want to see what other movies I'm watching and how I rate them, for example, Black Magic 2, uh, you can follow me under Letterboxd under the username Also Watched. Mike and Vinny, Real Education. Yeah, uh, so you can follow us on Twitter at Real Edu, E-D-U, uh, Musical. Um, we're also, we have a Facebook page that's just search for Real Education the Musical and you'll find it. Um, yeah, we just talk about musicals. We're finishing up our Bob Fosse run right now. Yeah, um, nearing the end of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, the idea, I mean, basically, we every week we watch a musical that at least one of us hasn't seen before, and then we discuss you know, both the perspective of having seen it and the history of it with the fresh take of someone seeing it for the first time. Okay. Um, we're doing chrono- chronologically Bob Fosse's run through We're about to do Chicago. Everything, yeah. Chicago. We're doing about to do Chicago. And he's never seen it. I'm very excited. Yeah. I've never, <laughs> um, like I said, I mean, prior to the podcast, I would have said, sure, I know. I've seen a bunch of musicals and I have not. I did not realize how many musicals there are that I had never seen right. or heard of. So it's been very educational and a lot of fun. Okay. Um, so that's Real Education, the musical. It's R-E-E-L, as in Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mike Details. Sucks. Mike sucks at promoting his own podcast. I'm the worst. Just FYI. I'm like, uh, I have a thing I do. Just, you'll find it somewhere, right? <laughs> but you can also, if you love dogs like we do, you can follow Mike's Instagram, which, did you change it from Wag BFFs? I did, because okay. I'm not doing exclusively Wag anymore. Oh, so now okay. it's just Mike's Furry BFFs. Okay. But yeah, it's just adorable pictures of dogs. Because Mike loves on every dog that he sees. Yeah. There's some cats in there, to. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like my cat fine, but really, like... Dogs the, the dogs are more important. Dogs give you the most love. Right. So, even though my cat... Oh, God, I don't want to talk about my cat. <laughs> she has a problem. She's, like, in love with me. She... When I get home, she makes this really weird noise, like... <laughs> like, I'm not even, like, exaggerating. That's exactly what it sounds like, so... You're going to come out and there's going to be a little cat doll hanging outside of your window. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Um, Are you guys watching then? There's a... Fosse Verdon? Yeah. Haven't yet. Not yet. Uh, It has a few more episodes left. And then um, we haven't talked about doing it for the podcast, but I'm thinking we probably will end up doing just like marathoning all of them. So there's like, it's only eight episodes. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, I didn't want to watch any of it until we finished our run and we're only a couple episodes away from yeah finishing the yeah, we have Fosse like, apocalypse. So. Yeah. We have like two, two episodes yeah. left, I think. So, um, haven't watched it yet. Okay. Very curious to see it. Okay. So what's the, so Chicago's next and then what's after that? Um, all that jazz. All that jazz. Okay. Yeah. It's like, and his, then there'll be, so you're not going almost, chronologically then. Well, uh, so, well, yeah. 
not from when the movie was released, but he made Chicago in 78 on oh, Broadway. And then, okay. or 75. And then all that jazz includes, it's like it's autobiographical. Okay. So it includes stuff from Chicago. So we're kind of moving that one Got into it. where it would fall in his. Yeah. Since we, don't, we won't be able to, we're watching the film version yeah. of Chicago um, just because there isn't a good transfer of. Yeah, you the can't Broadway play from watch, seven, from the which 70s. is unfortunate because that does have like Gwen Verdon and Cheetah Rivera in it. Yeah, you're been... you're talking to me like I know. Who okay, so <laughs> Gwen Verdon is the other per- is who Michelle Williams plays in the TV miniseries. Okay. That's why it's called Fosse Verdon. Yeah, got it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it was his wife and creative partner and yeah. stuff. I think we've talked about it before. Like my knowledge of musicals is like, well, I know that Singing in the Rain. <laughs> and then uh, Phantom of the Paradise, and then I'm done. Oh, Repo, I know that one, but I have not seen it. Oh, you haven't seen Repo? I have not. No. Oh, we're going to have so to do Repo then. I've been yeah. thinking about what we need to watch to get you on there. Oh, Repo, I'm in. We have to do yeah. Repo. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, y'all's episode on Phantom of the Paradise. I was just like, yep, loving along, loving right along with you I guys. I fucking love that movie. The movie's the fucking best <laughs> thing ever. Even if you're not a musical person, and trust me, I am not, you guys should watch that yeah, movie. Yeah, you really don't have to be to, to enjoy that one. Yeah. It's just so wacky it is fantastic all right well uh that'll do it for this episode uh thanks again so much mike and Vinny. this was a blast i love this yeah, movie i loved it yeah it was great yeah it was great to talk <laughs> okay good it wasn't me that time yeah <laughs> uh so thanks you guys again for joining me and thanks everyone for listening i'll see you next time for human lanterns <laughs> so fucking exciting yeah Hi guys, I'm Dean. And I'm Daniel. And we're from the IMDb Journey podcast. Where we break down every movie from the top 250 list, giving our own thoughts and reviews and any general discussion along the way. But when we're not doing that, we also battle other podcasts in various movie-related games of trivia and drafts. We also give quick reviews about every other film we've watched as well. Yeah, here we're quite good too. Yeah, if you guys don't believe us, why don't you listen to these genuine testimonies? Oh, hey guys, you guys are really good. I love your chemistry. Oh, hey, Brew. It's uh this is a this is a good podcast, yo. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, love the banter, guys. Keep it up. I'm DB Jenny is one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, fantastic testimonies. Oh, thanks, guys. Absolutely genuine and real. <laughs> And if you want to give a genuine testimony as well, go ahead and search for IMDb Journey. You can find us on all your favorite podcast sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. So come along and join our journey.